Good morning or good afternoon, everyone, and welcome into Herf Subtle, Chicago Bears podcast presented by Joseph Herf. For those of you who don't know me or my work, you can follow me on Twitter at Joseph Herf NFL for all tweets, articles, and reactions surrounding the Bears. So today, um, going to be essentially discussing the finals of OTAs. Going to talk about my experience of going to uh, the last day of OTAs, which was today, June fifteenth. Episode obviously is coming out June sixteenth, but this was obviously the day before. Um, and then I will be handling any questions from the fans regarding OTAs, regarding whatever, um, since I was there today. So first up with the finalists of OTAs, um, just some things I noticed from when I was there in this this Bears team. Um, there's a question about this that comes in later, so I won't cover a ton of like the atmosphere side of things or the feel or the vibes of it. This is more of just like what I'm noticing the team. Um, what I saw was... For the starting offense, it looks like it's going to be Justin Fields at quarterback. It looks like Khalil Herbert was the main running back with guys rotating in. Mario Super obviously is a little bit of a mess with Claypool and Mooney both sidelined, and DJ Moore obviously solidifying himself, but rotating with the ones was mainly Felix Jones, who actually got a lot of action when I was watching. Um, Equinemi St. Brown, Dante Pettis. From tight end standpoint, it looks like both Robert Tunyon and Cole Kmet were getting in work. And then from the offensive line, it was essentially the same. For the most part, with not a lot of people rotating in, and that was uh, Darnell Wright at right tackle, right guard, Nate Davis. Center was where there was rotation between Lucas Patrick and Cody Whitehair. Left guard, Tevin Jenkins, and left tackle, Braxton Jones. Now the defensive side of the ball, it changes up a little bit. Um, to start with the secondary, uh, Eddie Jackson's obviously still getting acclimated back into the team with his coming off his injury and missing some uh, of the... Uh, minicamp earlier so now he uh he's been getting he was getting integrated in actually today so him jaquan brisker at the safeties corners tyree stevenson essentially solidified himself as the opposite starting corner of jalen johnson he's looked really good so far and at nickel kyler gordon the linebackers uh no jack sam Warren because he is hurt so noah sewell has been filling in place and has looked good actually so it's good to see that there as well and then tremaine edmonds and um, TJ Edwards is the other two defensive line is where it gets very, very interesting. They've been doing a ton of rotations. Everybody is rotating in at defensive line, edge, interior, whatever. Um, doesn't matter what the, what the scheme is. They're letting everybody rotate in to play essentially. So in the defensive line side of the ball, I saw a lot of, it would be Andrew Billings with Justin Jones, which is interesting having the two veterans together. Um, and then it would be Zach Pickens and Gervon Dexter. Obviously, it's hard to gauge how good they've looked either. No pads on, but obviously everything from the coach staff has only been positive things so far. When asked questions, the true stuff will be uh, you know figured out as the pads come on. And then even at defensive event too, um, it was a rotation of you know Travis Gibson and Marcus Walker as the main two edge rushers, and then Rasheem Green and Dom Rob as the other two edge rushers. So all over the board, it's just been a ton of rotating all over the place. And I've loved it, especially in the D-line, because keep them fresh. Those are the guys that get tired. Those are the guys that need to have all the energy to keep going. So that's in terms of what I saw um, from the players. Um Last real final notes of OTAs, again, this isn't really a lot. We're going to see more obvious stuff come up in training camp and they start making cuts. Um, in terms of my experience, it was super cool. So I have 
I got lucky that my family has been season ticket holders since the 60s. Um, yeah, long time. My great grandpa started getting them when they're at Wrigley Field. He's passed them down to now my first one went to my grandma. And when my grandma passed away, it went to my grandpa. So my grandpa, who is now just about just turned 80, he uh, doesn't really use them much anymore. So he gave them basically to my dad. My dad's been maintaining them since last year, two years ago, one of the two. And they had a thing where that you could redeem your points that you've earned, you know, by being season ticket holders to go to training camp for a day. So we got to go inside house hall. We had to go into a little room that overlooked the practice field. It was just, it had glass walls. It looked like you were basically in a, in a, uh, in a booth at the stadium. Um, even had like seats in front of it too, where we were sitting at, but we had the option to either sit up there or go onto the field and watch training camp. But you know, they had free breakfast there. Um, so obviously after a few minutes of, you know, getting some food and a drink, went straight down to the field and wanted to be on the field watching everything. And we were on the sideline. It was crazy. I mean, we were right next to media. We had the same access media did. And as we were hanging out there, obviously we get to watch all practice, got to see everything going on. And then, you know, even like George McCaskey was there. Ryan Poles was there. Everybody who like, you know, I never saw, again, I'm, not comparing, but I never saw Ryan Pace at a practice. I, I could be wrong, but I didn't see him sitting on the sidelines like watching practice because that's what Paul was doing with his kid. Um, George McCassie came up and introduced himself to us. Um, it's not like everybody was making a big deal when he came up. Like He literally walked over, introduced himself to the season ticket holders and said, hey, like, I'm George. What's your name? Like, Say what you want about the guy as an owner. I mean, he cares about the fans. He loves the fans. He's a great dude. And he was very personable and easy to talk to. Um, after I think it was about 1055 is when it just about all finished up. Practice was finishing up. We started walking back to the room. We get to do a little Q and a with Sam Somerville, who is the, he was originally the Southwest Southeast area scout. He's obviously the crazy thing about him. Most scouts, you know, we follow their GM. He was a guy that has been with the bears for 13 years. So he's, he was there when Lovey Smith was there. He Tressman. He literally went through it all with us. And um obviously some of the fans asked some silly questions that, you know, most people would want under would understand already. But a lot of the questions that were asked were pretty good. Like I my actual favorite was they asked him what who his favorite find was because you know, he he will find a player and he'll report it to his general manager, he'll scout it himself. He said his favorite one and I loved it was Tariq Cohen. And the reason was he said that he uh, – the reason people didn't like him is they didn't think he'd fit, you know, the NFL scheme, yada, yada, all that stuff because of size. But he saw – he said he saw exactly what Tariq Cohen was for the Bears, which was that change of pace guy who still go between tackles when needed and was just explosive and electric. And he said to see that come into fruition as a fifth-round pick and a guy that's just a good overall dude, he said that that made him so happy. So – I thought that was a cool one, especially a guy who's not on the Bears anymore. You'd think he'd just say a guy who we just drafted and be like, yeah, he's awesome. He's a blah, blah, blah. But he chose a guy who's actually not even on a team right now. So I love that. Um, then after that, we were done. Um, got a cool little poster. It's actually hanging up in my room to the right with the Bears schedule and a little graphic of the players. Um, and same thing, George McCassie walked us out and was talking with us. He he actually asked what I had to go. I had the poster and I showed him and he's like, oh, it's really cool. So, like, it was just awesome experience. Even though it was for only for a few hours, it felt like forever. So, um, definitely recommend training camp going to. Obviously, not the same, you know, 
experience, but definitely recommend checking out a training camp. Their house hall is the environment's insane. The actual facility is incredible and the environment of being there on the field and watching how, you know, the energy, all that stuff is so cool. So if you have any more questions about it, let me know, reach out on Twitter. Um, but I will handle some questions here from, um, some people who are following me on Twitter today when I was giving a live update. So, uh, up next, up next is the questions. Finally, um, some questions from people who are following me again throughout the process. They wanted to know, you know, what I thought on the environment, blah, blah, all that stuff. So first questions comes from B Shulks on Twitter, um, asked, uh, all he said was Kindle Vildor, which knows exactly what that means. He's the biggest Kindle Vildor fan, probably the only one who's a Bears fan. <laughs> uh, but honestly, I, I didn't see much of him. Um, he wasn't really running with the ones much, but how I like to look at it, because again, I was mainly watching the ones when the twos were up is when I was kind of updating everybody on Twitter with everything. But um, me not noticing a corner is normally a good thing unless he's, I mean, Sure, he isn't making interceptions or bringing up pass plays, but that means he's also not getting picked on. Um, I thought, I mean, it must be pretty solid, but it's been Tyreek Stevenson for the most part his corner too. Next question is actually a pretty good one that I haven't seen yet. Um, you said, asked me, were the three most important players on the Bears defense going into 2023? I think this goes a lot of different ways. Um, my gut wanted to say Andrew Billings off the bat. He's actually not on these three, but... Reason being, you do need your defensive line to be disruptive and great, and I think he could be that guy. But I think if you're not picking a player, I think you're just picking the defensive line as a whole. But if I'm picking individual players that you know are long-term options, not just one-term deal guys like Andrew Billings. Um, first, Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, you signed him to big money. He needs to live up to it. He needs to help with the pass coverage. He needs to be that leader in the defense. That's number one. Number two, Kyler Gordon, You know, second-round pick. He's your nickel corner, and nickel corner is one of the most important positions in Eberflus's defense. He needs to step it up this year. And then lastly, Travis Gibson, contract year. We need to get some sack production. He had some solid, I mean, he had some, a lot of QB hits last year. There's not a lot of sacks, so need to turn those into numbers. Next comes from Sam Stevenson. He asked me, um, basically, he would love to hear my thoughts on being a training camp, you know, what the atmosphere of the team was like, how it feels different to 2022 and my personal vibes on it. Honestly, not much different from 2022 in terms of like, obviously I, I only went to training camp in 2022 as well. I didn't go to, um, actually I didn't go to training camp in 2022. So I went 2021. If I'm compared to that, I would say similar. I mean, the press just ran, you know, it was run. It's whatever. But the atmosphere of the team, it seems like everybody's like pretty in a good mood. Like everybody was happy to be there. Everybody was, you know, messing around with each other. Everybody's having fun. Music was playing. You know, the vibe seemed good. I mean, I thought it was cool. It was nice to see everybody. There was no, like, no fights at all. Like, it was everybody just, you know, practicing, getting the job done, having fun, talking with each other. It, I loved it. It was, I mean, it definitely, I mean, just the presence. Obviously, this is kind of on a tangent of that. The presence of Fields there is just crazy, too. Like, watching him is just beautiful like the, the vibes of the vibes of having him there is just crazy like you tell like everybody knows okay it's justin fields like it's crazy um but don't want to go too deep into that but um next question comes from chris johnson on twitter he asked how has thyric pitts looked at wide receiver um i've been thinking he may be an under radar depth slash practice squad practice guy 
Um, that was the first question. I'll handle that first. So um, he actually made a good touchdown play on a funny Nathan Peterman touchdown. But I thought he's looked, I mean, pretty good. I mean, it's hard to say. Like I said, I wasn't really watching the twos and threes much because I was so focused on the ones and getting stuff out to Twitter. But um, he didn't make that catch, and he he didn't give up on the play. Like He was one of the few in that play that kept running his route and then tried to get open after the route was done. So I agree, though. He's a guy that I want on the practice squad. I, he was one of my favorite uh, UDFA pickups. Along with this next question, does Tyson Badgett look like QB3 to throw on Peterman? I don't think so. I think with that new – I don't remember how the emergency quarterback rule works, but I think Peterman's essentially that, and I think Tyson's the practice squad guy. I think that's how I see it. Even with the drills they're doing, I don't see that changing. You, you really don't want – I think Badgen's your long-term option as quarterback, too. Honestly, I do. He seems like an awesome dude, but I don't think he's there yet. So I think they're just trying to keep him around until then. Next question comes from Girls Advice and View on Fantasy. They asked how good the Bears will be. I said in my prediction episode, um, I think they'll be around 500, 8-9, 9-8. It really depends on... To be a winning team, a lot of players need to step up and do their jobs, and that's counting a lot happen, to happen correctly. Next question um, from Doug Dorner. How is Tyson Badgett doing? A lot of Tyson Badgett love. I loved him too coming out, so not surprised. But, um, he's, I mean, like I said, he's hes the dude that's putting in the work on the side. He was the first quarterback on the field by a long shot. I think he was the second player on the field getting warmed up. He... Uh, He's definitely making those D2 rookie like type of mistakes. There was one where he did fit a ball into a tight window and it was dropped, but he literally just stared the guy down the entire time. So obviously stuff to work on there. I'm excited to see him in the preseason, though. That, that'll be telling for us. Final question comes from AJ. Um, asked, basically said Lucas Patrick was taking snaps, um, so – did he rotate with Cody or did he take them all? And it was a rotation. Um, I would say Patrick took the majority, which is weird. Um, maybe they think Cody's good enough. I don't know. But overall, thank you all for tuning in for the OTA episode. Um, if anybody else has any questions, would love to hear it. Um, but uh, be sure to like, subscribe, share with your friends, whatever. And uh, I will see you guys all next week.